Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, this is Helen from Helen's Wines. What's up, summer party people? This is Wine Face, my podcast giving you a tour of the ins and the outs of the wine world, a little 411, some education, breaking down what does it all mean. You can follow along with me on Instagram at Helen's Wines anytime you want, but today we are having a scintillating conversation. I'm calling it trends, question mark, and the rosé roundup. I know that might sound a little bit esoteric. However, I was thinking about it this morning. I was drinking a cappuccino and I thought, you know what? There are some correlations here. I want to talk about a couple trends. I want to talk about Rosé Roundup because it's summertime and you know what time of year that means it is? Rosé flows like an exploding volcano. It gets everywhere and you know what? I'm not mad about it and neither should you be because it's the perfect summer drink. I'm actually testing a vessel that we are going to sell on the website. You could buy it on Amazon, but I'm testing a vessel that we're going to put in a gift box that is specifically for keeping wine cold at the beach because we know we all love to have a little secret wine at the beach. Not like 20 glasses, but maybe a glass and then you go splash around and then have a glass and then that's it. Maybe a little cheese and cracker. I guess you wouldn't bring cheese to the beach because it might melt, the meltage. Cooler games. We got to up our cooler games. Yeti, get at me. Let's do a cooler. Yeti's not going to get at me. But anyway, you got to put these things out into the universe and then they come back to you. So from year to year, here's the deal with rosé. Okay, let's just let's just start with there is an intro to rosé episode. If you want some more like super detailed information, please go back season one and listen because there's a lot of cool shit about rosé that you probably didn't know. And for those new listeners, let me just give you this one rule of thumb. Whispering Angel is the McDonald's of wine, so steer clear of it. That marketing machine has l- very little integrity and is not delicious and is bad for you. It has chemicals in it, so just don't do it. And I'm sorry, Whispering Angel, but it's true, and I'm not going to let the good people out there 
be hoodwinked by that rosé. So the deal with rosé, I believe in drinking rosé all year long. John and Vinny's pours rosé by the glass all year long. We have a rosé wall in both Helen's locations. And from year after year, that rosé wall, I've tried to get the hue, the color of the rosés from pale rosé to darker hued rosé. And that is this summer's trend that I want to talk about. When I first opened Helen's, I put the rosé wall up right away. It was April. We opened on 420. We were like Cheech and Chonging it. And I put the rosé wall up because we everything's made from white oak in the wine shop. And so the rosé just like popped on the rosé wall. It's basically a wall that can hold 78 bottles in little cubbies. I'll put a picture up at Helen's Wines. You can see it. But you can put one bottle and we kind of make a mosaic pattern of many, many different rosés. Sidebar, I know I'm sidebarring a lot, but sidebar, I used, I tried once to switch it to like a gamay wall and it just felt sad. So we keep it rosé wall all year round. It also sends the message of like, you can drink rosé all year long. But here's the deal with rosé. Classically and in the more French tradition, and I think also in California and parts of Italy, rosé comes out once a year. It comes out in the spring between March and June, and it's seasonal. So you're getting a rosé that's a 2018 vintage. It's usually one year behind. It was made the previous year than our current year, sometimes two years. So all the rosé that's going to flood the marketplace in the next month or is already out there is going to be either 2017 or the 2018 vintage. And rosé, because of how it's made, and typically for some people it's just a small production, it's not heavily macerated, they're meant to be consumed within within a year. So it's this seasonal, the reason why rosé is such a big deal in the summer is because everyone's drinking the rosé that was just released. The goal is to drain the bottles, and then in the fall we move on to something else like chilled reds and gamay. That's the deal with rosé. Rosé is made from red skin grapes. Most of the time, 99%. There are a couple rosés that have a little bit of white wine grapes in them, but it's usually predominantly red skin grapes, and that's where you're getting the color. Now, year after year, it has been my goal to shift the rosé wall. Like first year, it started with like mostly pale and then like a couple darker hued rosés sprinkled in, and everyone was like freaked out. I mean, this was four years ago. People were like, it's going to be sweet. I don't want it. And I'd be like, okay, okay, cool. I'll open a bottle. Why don't you taste it? Year two, infiltrating a few more darker hued rosés, more flavor, more texture, more vibe, about a 50-50 split. Last year was kind of the same. This year, you walk into Helen's, the rosé wall is on fleek. It is like a red-pink rainbow. There are every hue of rosé is represented with a skewing towards the darker-hued rosé. Now, why do I think that this has become more on trend this year. And now there's some people who will just stick with their pale rosé because in their mind, they connect a good time and a clean drinking glass of rosé with that color. And I don't fault you for it. I actually have a lot of pale colored rosés. Most of them are from France that are really, really delicious. What I will say about pale rosé is be careful. Some of them have bleaching agents in them. Some of them are wildly mass-produced, and they have more sugar in it than you think they do. So stranger danger on those rosés. Why I think the trend has moved more into a darker-hued rosé is the rise of the chilled red. So this last calendar year or last 
fall into current day. And for the last two years, we've been pouring chilled reds by the glass. I'm not saying we're the trendsetters. I'm saying it's a group of like-minded people like myself and my compatriots in the wine business trying to fight the good fight who have been pushing that there are some red wines that are delicious and you could enjoy them chilled. And when you want to chill a red, it's usually lighter bodied, like a Gamay uh, or Zweigelt or Blaufrankisch, if you want to talk about Austrian grape varietals. Um, so when you chill a red, it's it's not a full-bodied red usually. It's not something super complex. It's something that might be a little more, uh, the French would say glue-glue, and that is sort of popular in the natural wine movement. Glue-glue means that it's a wine to drink. It's not a wine to age. It's a vin de soif. You're just drinking it and having fun and laughing, ha ha ha, with a ton of friends. So the rise of chilled reds, I think, has made people more comfortable with drinking darker rosés. Oftentimes, what I tell people when they're like scared to drink the darker rosé, I'm like, you have to imagine like it's a really light bodied chilled red. And then they're like, Ooh, I love a chilled red. Listen, this whole thing is flipping the script on what people think of as delicious. What's up wine facers. I got this really cool thing that I've been doing that I want to tell you about. So as many of you know, Father's Day is coming up and I love my dad. He's amazing. And he has the best stories. Like he's lived so many different lives. My grandfather was a concert pianist. I got to tell you about this gift I gave him for Father's Day. It's called StoryWorth. It's a super easy, fun way to kind of share and document your family's stories. Now, I decided to give it to my dad for Father's Day because he's getting older and I, I want to capture all of his stories into one place. So how it works is StoryWorth sends my dad story questions, like questions for him to answer every week. And they're, they're questions that I probably never would have thought to ask. So they get emailed to him. He can write the answers to the questions. He's been uploading photos. He's been telling more than what the questions ask. It's like this great way to connect with him and get information that maybe in person or even over the phone, we might not have learned about him. After one year, they take all of those questions that they've asked him. I can't wait. It's going to be a year from now. And then they bind it into a book. The book is like hardcover, printed, black and white interior, like a color cover. It's unreal. I can't recommend it enough. It's the perfect gift to give your dad for Father's Day to help capture those memories and keep that uniqueness that is our parents' generation alive. You must go to storyworth.com and use my special unique code WINEFACE to get $20 off. To access this, you go to www.storyworth.com dot com backslash wine face when you subscribe the perfect Father's Day gift. Again, for that special $20 off offer, go to storyworth.com backslash wine face. Yay!
That's really what's been fascinating me over the last two years or year is a sommelier like myself has been drinking chilled reds and darker hued rosés and orange wine, aka skin contact white wine, for years and years and years. And there's a current of cultural awareness and a palate flipping expansion that is making people more comfortable with the unknown. One of the things, so chilled reds I think is a catalyst, but I think the other catalyst tied in with chilled reds, darker hued rosés is a palate innovation for orange wine. All these wines have a little bit more nuance or a robustness and character and a vibe that has helped create this palate innovation among specifically in my demographic, the people of Los Angeles. There are individuals I gave orange wine to two years ago who were like, this shit is whack and it's too crazy and it smells like flowers, who now this year take a deep breath of a wine and are like, holy motherfucker, this smells like a perfume I want to wear. And I really attribute the food movement, the exploration of different flavors and cuisines to the mind-opening awareness that wine should not be homogenous either. There's a world beyond Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay that everyone should enjoy. So how do we tie these trends to seasons? And how do we look at them in this like cyclical and Venn diagram? So like in the fall, we really promote chilled reds because it's still hot in LA, but everybody has this mind that they want to wear a turtleneck and drink red wine. So we're like chilled reds, boom, done. It's the perfect thing also to serve at the start of a party in the fall or the winter. If you don't want white wine, you don't want sparkling wine, serve a light chilled red and then move on to a fuller body. So we're doing the chilled reds. And then spring creeps around. And then we have this influx of orange wine, skin contact wine. And a lot of people this winter replaced drinking red wine with drinking orange wine and skin contact wine. And then, boom, rosé season hits and suddenly the door is finally open for darker-hued rosés. Now, what makes a rosé darker? I'm sure that's the question on everybody's mind. So rosé, since it's made from red skin grapes, is made from different grape varietals. It can be made from Malbec. It can be made from Pinot Noir. Rosé can be made from Grenache or Syrah or Cinso. And all of these different red wine grapes have different skin extraction color points. So they're different colors. And so when you do either a direct press or the Saunier method, which are the two ways that you make rosé, uh, Saunier is basically a bleeding off of a red wine production and direct press is you're doing a quick impression of those red skin grapes to get like a dope ass little rosé. You can't always necessarily control, I mean some people do control, but you shouldn't control the color that that rosé will come out. I think everyone just needs to open their minds. I feel more than ever that the Helen's Rosé Wall is more representative of what rosé is than it ever has been in the past. So that's rosé, that's orange wine, that's chilled red. I feel like they all intermix. But let's do the rosé roundup and talk about a rosé trend that's sort of peeking its little head out and I think is really cool and people should be aware of. My favorite rosés right now are Fabian Jouve's Atabla Rosé. It's made from Malbec. 
It is a robust fuchsia color. It has fruit notes, a little bit of salt. It's clean. It's perfect with spicier food or like with a cheeseburger or something like with a little bit of, you know, proverbial meat on the bones. Even if you're a vegetarian, maybe that's um, an impossible burger. The Fabian Juves Atabla, it's made in the south of France. It's made from Malbec. It's like delicious, delicious, salty watermelon. Just hitting the shop is the La Maresca Rosato. La Maresca is a winemaker in Sicily. So there is volcanic influence there. It's the hot, hot Sicilian sun. And their Rosato is usually Norello Mascalese and sometimes blended with other grapes. This wine comes out Ah, what the color would be almost like a rose, a rose color, like a pink rose color. And it's usually acidic and cranberry with a little bit of fruit plushness on the finish. I love the Mastacadene Provence Rosé. Mic drop. I've turned many a young lady onto this rosé. It's pale in color, but it also has this fresh tropical note that is killing the game. I love a rosé from Menetou Salon. Menetou Salon is in the Loire Valley near Sancerre. So like Sancerre, it's famous for growing Sauvignon Blanc for white wine and Pinot Noir for red wine. This is made by biodynamic maven Philippe Gilbert in Menetou Salon. It's his rosé made from Pinot Noir. And it's this pale salmon-y color. And people think like, rosé made from Pinot Noir, that's crazy. You're crazy. But it's actually delicious. And they're usually very dry and bright and lean and clean and serene. It's like a Sancerre rosé, also made from Pinot Noir. And we also have some dope ones of those. And last but not least, Christian Schieda from Bergenland in Austria, we have his Himmelhofferden uh, rosé that it, it literally drinks like a complex light-bodied red. It's it's so delicious. It's definitely a treat yourself moment. But these are my rosé roundups. Last but not least, and this is the final trend that sort of is cool and amazing, and I haven't really wrapped my head around it, is we have Unturned Stones Productions White Zinfandel DJ Khaled. Okay, DJ Khaled did not make the Unturned Stones Productions White Zinfandel, but I like to joke that he did. He's like, another one. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, if you want to come on the podcast and talk about White Zin, I would love to have you. So White Zinfandel is like making a pretty strong comeback this year. This is not the White Zinfandel of the 70s, 80s, and possibly the 90s when people were throwing their car keys in a bowl, drinking shit tons of White Zin, and then sleeping with each other's spouses. This is the new, new White Zin. It's made dry. It's made like a most delicious succulent rosé and there's three amazing winemakers making dope ass white zin unturned stones productions <laughs> turley is making a sick white zinfandel and also nick katuri from sonoma mountain winery he is also his is probably the most like chunky but not in a bad way turley's is very very elegant and sexy and unturned stones is just like this amazing color and quaffable all day, all night, all the time, every time you do it. So white Zinfandel is, is a trend and it's happening and it's not your mama's white Zin. So that's the trends report question mark with a rosé roundup and orange wine entered stage left for about five minutes and then exited. 
for all of your rosé needs, check out helenswines.com. We can ship everywhere in California. So if you live in California, you live in San Francisco, you live in Marin County, I don't know, you live in San Diego, we can ship you a box of rosé, a mixed case. And if you buy a case of rosé via the website, ship it anywhere in California, we're going to make it a baker's dozen on us. So 13 bottles. That's just the kind of rosé lover I am. Helenswines.com. This is a rosé roundup, trend report. Visit me at Helenswines on Instagram. This is Wine Face, my podcast, breaking down the ins and the outs of wine today. Later.